This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Take out the X's and O's. I mean, Drew Brees and Tom Brady and, are not, and Matt Ryan aren't great because of just the X's and O's. I mean, they're, they're great because of who they are as players. And so I would say this. I would say, you know, go, go, be, a, go be a defensive coordinator. Go be, a, go be a head coach in the Big 12. You know, deal with, uh, you know, um, uh, you know Jalen Hurts running quarterback counter one way with a speed sweep the other side with an RPO in behind it. Go deal with quarterback run every down. Go deal with option football. You know, we're at Temple and we're playing one week, we're playing the spread. The next week, we're playing Navy and playing the triple. You know, the X's and O's can, you know, can sometimes be really challenging in college, way beyond, you know, the more traditional stuff you see in the National Football League. That is Matt Rule, new coach of the Carolina Panthers, one of my sleeper teams. We had to pick one. Good call. I'm not, like, guaranteeing that. I'm not taking that to Vegas, but yeah. it's one of my sleeper teams uh, with Teddy Bridgewater. You know, they're over under. I think they're, like, a, a third from the bottom kind of team or fourth from the bottom kind of team. If I was Carolina, I'd be a little like, what the heck? Same way I am a little bit about Jacksonville. You have Christian McCaffrey, who might be the best player in the NFL. Like, you could argue he's the best guy. He's, he's the best thing going on offense. Um, I'm not sure he is, but I'm telling you, you can make that argument. And then... You know, I think the new coach brings something to the table, like it's this bump of energy. And and what is Teddy Bridgewater? Is he the guy that didn't look the part in Minnesota, got hurt, then filled in and, and got a great comeback story and did the job for New Orleans, a good team, but led them to win after win after win while Breeze was out? Which one is he? Mm-hmm. And so... I think that's the fascination, but I'd be a little like if I'm the Panthers, like, we're better. Like we're not great, mm-hmm. but much like the Jags, our roster's better than saying we're like a bottom five team in the NFL. If I was in their building, I'd be saying that. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's the a Teddy Bridgewater factor, right? I think when he was in New Orleans and he was coming up on the free agent deal, I mean, I think you were kind of adamant about getting him in Jacksonville, possibly if he was going to become a free agent. Well, he resigns in New Orleans because maybe the market was just saying, you know what? We're not really sure on Teddy Bridgewater, right? He had one good year in Minnesota, but what does this guy really have to offer? Well, comes out, Drew Brees gets hurt, comes out and actually, you know, goes undefeated. I think he went five and six or six and, uh, I'm sorry, he went five and zero, six or zero as a starter. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was six. Yes, yeah, six and zero. And, Might have um, been seven. Yeah. I mean, Do I have he, eight? he did that good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so listen, he's earned the opportunity to be a starter in Carolina. Now, what he does with it, we'll find out just like a lot like the opportunity for Gardner Minshew, but if he can, at least resemble a half-decent quarterback, I think Carolina's underrated. I agree with you, Brian. I think Christian McCaffrey, as long as he's healthy, is a juggernaut. You know I mean? That, that guy can play any position on offense. He really can. I mean, maybe tight end's a little uh, aggressive, but, like, you can put him on the slot. You can put him wide receiver if you want to. He's that good of a player. And, obviously, the big question mark with Christian McCaffrey was, can he run between the tackles? Well, we saw it last year against the Jacksonville Jaguars. one team. And I'm here to say he probably can. So, yeah, the Carolina Panthers, very fascinating team this year in the NFL. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Coos back here. And a uh, very serious start to the show for the first 90 minutes today with everything going on uh, in the country. We may revisit a topic or two before the end of the show but we did uh, spend the first 90 minutes uh, just to to uh, share with you that uh, if uh, you want any part of the conversation and it's not necessarily the same conversations you would hear uh, maybe uh, on some of the news channels or uh, even that uh, you're seeing on action news jacks it was more sports related and how sports can impact and how athletes impact 
Uh, Austin did uh, participate in the protests on Saturday in downtown Jacksonville, the peaceful portion of the protest. So he had a first-hand experience and, and kind of illustrated what went on down there. Uh, and that was off the uh, top of the show. So you can always go back and check out the show on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and on our uh, podcast, Action Sports Shacks, on ESPN 690. But a very profound look from uh, Austin Lane here on uh, what is happening in in our country uh, right now over the last uh, couple of days. That being said, we kind of lightened it up a little bit as well. We've talked uh, a little football with Gardner Minshew, and we talked to speed and strength trainer mm-hmm. uh, down in Naples. And a couple of things came out of that. One, what is a posture coach? Like, I seriously, <laughs> I've been doing this 20 years, and I've never heard of a posture coach. Now, someone jumped in and said uh, they've heard of it before. Y.A. Uh, Tittle, I think, had, had it. Yeah. Had one. I, I mean, I don't know if he was kidding. Like, I, I think he was kidding, but, but like, I think I, I'm just going to say that he, he didn't put laugh out loud or anything. I sure. mean, is that a serious, like, am I just immune to this? Am I ignorant to this? Do I not know this exists? Going to be honest, man. I just Google posture coach. Not, not a lot to work with. I think he was kidding. Okay. Um, the, uh, <laughs> but, but I'm saying in general. But, uh, well, I said, so I said, but what I thought it was, like a, a Gardner Mitchell is a posture coach. Is that something that you would, is that like um, this terminology you would have in the pocket? You know, like where you want to stay at a certain upright position, maybe it's eye level, maybe it's a good position to throw. Those things made sense to me. Yeah. Uh, but I, I did check uh, with Anthony and he said, really, it's just everyday life stuff uh, from a posture position. Sure. Uh, which we all could probably I use. I mean, yeah. The, 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 every time you say posture, like, I kind of hunch up a little bit. Oh, I did bit, it. I, 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 like, I'm yeah, aware, man. Sit up straight. Especially, like, I'm, I'm a bad huncher. I, I get it. I get uh, it. So... It's just fascinating, that, that part of it. I thought the other interesting part, uh, which we really haven't heard before, is he says he wants to be on that, that cover of that, the ESPN. ESPN the body and issue. so I said, oh, that sounds like the body issue, right? I mean, yeah. ESPN body issue would be something that, that – and I could see that. I could see Gardner Minshew doing that, I right? Mean, I mean, the guy does – Listen, we don't haven't seen this, but he's done jock strap stretching in the <laughs> locker room. Listen, Cam Soda is still probably knocking the door right now. <laughs> offered him three times what they offered him last year. I mean, yeah. The, listen, we talk about a guy all the time who's comfortable in his skin, okay? And the guy who knows who he is. To say the ESPN body issue is in Gardner Minshew's wheelhouse would be an absolute understatement. I think that's the goal, okay? I, I think that's the goal. And the best part is you don't have to like cut carbs. I mean. It is what you, you are who you are. You know, like Prince Fielder graced the cover yeah. of the body issue years back. I mean, he's got a basic first baseman's body. No offense to all the first basemen out there, but let's be honest. There's a, a stereotype around those he kind of guys. He might have more than base. He's got, yeah. a, he's got a slow pitch softball he has, body. He, <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, he's vegan too, which is crazy to me. Yeah. But listen, it, it warrants the question. And I'll start with Brent Martineau. And then I'll work my way down to Justin Coos. Because, listen, obviously you know how I feel about it. Yes, I would do the ESPN the body issue without a doubt. Like, would you seek it out? I would pay out? to do it. I, I would you would. It. I, would pay, I would pay someone money to do it. I, I would pay someone 100 bucks to be like, yeah. Because it's cool, man. It's like, I don't know. It's a crazy experience that I want to be a part of. Now, wh- now, now, I'll be fair. I mean, on set, 20 people looking at you naked. It's a little awkward, but I'm comfortable with who I am, man. It's nothing crazy I didn't do in Panama City during spring break. We're all good. So you, Brent, you ever exit from that? Uh, so Brent, would you be? Nothing I didn't do, Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, it's fine. Uh, uh, so, thank God I didn't have Twitter around then. Mom, turn off the radio. Uh, so, but would you do the ESPN the body issue? No, no, it would have no Not interest. Even, uh, <sighs> would be so uncomfortable. Really? No. I mean, but let's be honest. You put the work in. 
Okay? Like, I, I just told you guys, like, I don't You're building walk, a chassis. Like, you I got it. I don't walk around the house naked. Like, I don't walk. Yeah. Like, some, some people do. Like, I don't. I don't walk around the house naked. Yeah. I would hardly walk around in my underwear unless I got to go get something. Yeah. And so, and, and then I followed up with... And I don't even think my body's that bad. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, it's you, probably not like great, but it's no, also not that bad. Like, I don't have this complex about my fasting, body. Paying dividends right now. We've been over this. You look good. But I have zero interest in everybody <laughs> seeing my body. Yeah. And really zero interest in being in a photo shoot for a couple of hours naked <laughs> with a lot of people seeing my sure. entire too. body. Now, well, you know, that's that's you see me oiled up. All right. I'd like to see that. All right. But, <laughs> See what they can do with some good lighting and everything, right? Yeah, all of a sudden, I mean, a six-pack comes into play. Make me, all like, of a sudden, a six-pack has entered the conversation. The, the, the you the want me to, right? A six-pack has entered the conversation. That's right. If yeah. you want me to, like, model Hanes underwear or Fruit of the Loom <laughs> in this, I would be probably, I would, I would say, okay, I'll do that. The Eddie Bauer brief collection coming out this fall? Yeah. Would you get on Eddie it? Eddie Bauer briefs. Okay. Okay, I like that. I think we have something there. Now, Coos. So, you didn't even oh. go for, like, Calvin Klein or anything okay, like yeah. that. No, Calvin Klein, Eddie, whatever. Yeah, Eddie Bauer. Whatever you got. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't care. I would do that. Eddie Bauer, rugged I, briefs. I just don't see me doing a, a body issue now, naked. Coos, I turn the attention to you. Now, before, and choose your next words wisely, okay? Answer me truthfully, because when I say that, one person in the studio t- took a selfie with their shirt off and post it on Instagram. That's true. Wasn't me. I don't have Instagram. I haven't been on Brent's Instagram lately, but I assume it's a bunch of Phil Mickelson quotes and Eddie Bowers. Yeah, yeah, stuff. It's fine. I don't think he took a picture without his shirt on. So I turn attention to you, Kuz, who has taken a picture, a selfie, without their shirt on and showed the entire world. Would you do the ESP in the body issue? I would love to, and I would love to get like a eight months. Head up, heads up about it, sure. so then I would be even more motivated to like hit the gym, yep. extra like go crazy. Because when I was going and losing all that weight, I was like extra motivated to it. Obviously, with coronavirus, it's totally like I'm. We have excuses. It's fine. Yeah, yeah for sure. So right. I'm, I'm, excuses. I would excuses. love that. Yeah, especially because you eat tofu like six days out of the week. Yeah, yeah. For what your health? I mean, there's got to be a reason behind it. Let's go. It's, it's good. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm about it. And I would want it to be like radio themed. You know what I mean? I don't know how you would do that, but, you know, get some microphones in there. I don't know. Um, <laughs> get some microphones in there. <laughs> get some. In where? So it's supposed to be the. In the shot. In the shot. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready to roll away. Do you think most people would do a, a body issue? Like, what, what do you oh. say most people would be like no or yes to that? I think it depends what the incentive is. Is it just for the body issue? Then probably no. If you paid them some money, then sure. But I think what percentage of the public would just say, you know what, let's get naked and be part of this magazine? Ooh, I would probably say 30% of the people would. Is this a fair question right now, or is this like is this breaking a law? Would you do a body issue? I'm putting on social media. If not, how much would it cost to get you in a body issue? <laughs> what? All right. No, is that a couple things? Nothing illegal there. If I want to like put a disclaimer, we will not actually be paying you. No, don't don't hit the tweet button, friend. Of all people, right now, the most reckless person in the studio is you. You got to say it's for the show. Don't just act like some weird guy on Craigslist and request that. (laughs) Like, think about how that's coming across right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm tweeting our show. Yeah. But okay, good. I'm just saying. (laughs) 
You know, I don't know, that might make it worse. Uh, okay, That's what I'm, I'm saying. saying uh, show topic right now. Yeah, okay, we got oh, here we go. There, thank you. Show topic Jeez, right now. man. It's a good just, call. That's why you is, have to double check these things. Well, yeah, I mean, p- put the safety on quick and make sure you're good to go here. My <laughs> word, Brent. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I just did something illegal by saying, Would it, can we pay you money to be <laughs> in a body easy. issue? Hey, you want to be in a body issue? We'll pay you. Check this out. I can delete the tweet if needed. Okay. Let me know. Nick. Ooh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, I would have no, I, I wouldn't do it. I, I, I would say most people would say no, but I would think more people would say yes to that than mm. you think. Yeah. Right. Uh, that, and that would surprise me um, well, as well. But what, I, so what I suggested in the break is what if we did a Jacksonville media body uh, issue? We ought to get it. How you know, bad really would that thing that, be? Though, what month would you want? Ooh. Like what month would you want to be on that on that calendar? Well, it doesn't you matter get, what month you are. Oh, you better oh, believe it. Matters. it. I mean, if it's Christmas, then we got to get some kind of decorative lights and everything oh, yeah, for you. you gotta, it's like, got to be summer because you love the the warmth. Yeah, like, you, 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 I'll just go my birthday month. How about that, May? Okay, May is good. Well, I want in May. Okay, fine. I'll go June. I don't care. About that. <laughs> this is all speculation. <laughs> and, but, well, actually, you know what? No, that's actually that's actually good. I'd like Kuz to go before me. There we go. So we get a good good idea. We might have some here. And, and, and here's the best part about it. I'm gonna initiate this, and everyone's gonna do it because you know why? I'm gonna say it's for charity. So you have no point because if Brent Martino doesn't do it, Brent Martino's against charity. Uh, you, you pull the charity card I'll out. Double the donation <laughs> if <laughs> I'm not in it. Uh, who would be on the cover of it? We gotta be really careful. This eliminates a lot of people we can probably talk about. Sure. And I don't want to see any of those folks that yep. I can't talk about yep. in a body issue, quite yep. frankly. Yep. I'll say that right now. <laughs> Who's uh, got the cover? It sincerely speaking, who would have the cover? I mean, who's like the who's the biggest staple in the media that we obviously we, we can name right now on the show? Who would it be? Are we specifically like sticking with sports media? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, 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 sports okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kuz, we, yeah. There, there's a lot of good-looking other media people out there that would just put us to shame. I don't know. I don't know who would be the the cover. It depends what you're looking for. You looking for the looking for the Prince Fielder? <laughs> it depends what you're into. Or, yeah. Are you looking for like? Uh, I mean, who else has done it? Who's done the body issue? Who's been oh, on the covers? Oh man. Um, Didn't Kevin Love do it? Kevin Love, Blake Griffin. Did uh, Mojo do it? Did he do it? Maybe. I'm pretty sure Maurice, Maurice Jones Drew made it. Am I making that it? up or did Maurice Jones Drew do it? I can look I'm it up right now. I'm pretty sure he did it. All right. I believe he did too. What because we need, I mean, to, do is we need to get Greg Jones in the media for a week and then he can do I it mean, and be on the cover. Yeah, listen, you you, you pay Greg Jones <laughs> yeah, to did. do those. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah I thought Maurice right. did it. Well, ask him about it. How yeah. did it go? That's a good question. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, listen. I just there's so many questions I have though, because have you ever been on like a, a set? You've been on. A, you work in the media. You've been on set before. You know how photo shoots work. Like there's like 20 different people there. There's like a lighting guy. There's like a oh, wind yeah, guy. Oh yeah, yeah. You would. Yeah. I mean, I'm still doing it, but like, just saying, it's nerve wracking. And actually, I've always had. Flying, well, yeah. I've always had aspirations too. This is real talk. My uh, PR person tried to get me an Inked magazine back when Inked magazine was like a really big okay. thing. I try to get an inked magazine. Now, that's not more of like a nude thing. That's just to show off your tattoos and everything. Still have aspirations to do that one day, so we'll see. Well, maybe I'll go on the body issue once I get my tattoo. Now we're talking. I like that. Especially where I'm going to put it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, then just call Cam Soda. You're going to be fine. You'll be good to go. Um... There you go, the body issue. Let's uh, not do a Jacksonville media body issue. Well, and, and let's not act weird on Twitter and we're on Craigslist asking for people to sign up and how much would you make. I think it's a fair question. <laughs>
We need to hire. If we had a marketing department, that would be great, but it's fine. We'll, 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 we're just going to keep on running it until we get right Eric, in the ground. Eric has the best oh, answer here. here. Vito Stellino, because oh, you need a Hall of Famer. That's right. <laughs> How did I forget about Vito? Vito, enough said. I mean, forget the Jacksonville media. Just 12 months of Vito. Done. <laughs> Done. It sells itself, ladies and gentlemen. Some charity is going to get a lot of money. That's all I'm going to say. All right. So anyway, this came up because of a conversation we had with the trainer, speed and strength coach of uh, of Gardner Minshew. And Minshew might have a, an interest in it. That's not surprising. Can you imagine if he has like a really good year, though? And then what kind of like stuff like he could do something like that. I mean, yeah. you know, he's got a big profile. The Minshew Mania is a real deal, but it's got a, it's, it's got places to go. There's room yeah. to hit the ceiling on that. Uh, and it just all depends on performance, really, where he goes from here. Well, and that's the thing, too, right? Like, I mean, we're joking about this, this body issue, but if Minshew was to be in it, that helps Jacksonville. That helps the Jaguars, right? Because everyone's talking about it now. You know, it's kind of a global thing. So. Yeah, I mean, this obviously, it's a big year for Minshew, not only from the on-the-field standpoint of winning a starting job and keeping that starting job and being the quarterback for years to come, but also financially because he's still a rookie quarterback. You know, like you see right now, Patrick Mahomes slated to make a lot of money. Patrick Mahomes still on the rookie quarterback deal. Gardner Minshew is his second year. So if he does well, man, I mean, I think the sky's the limit. I'm, I'm talking, obviously, the body issue. I'm talking Wrangler jeans. I'm talking Pepsi. I'm, I'm talking Oh, like oh can you imagine? Coke, okay. Oh, yeah. Coca-Cola. D- d- Coca-Cola. What? Not Pepsi. He, was, he Wasn't he like the Pepsi? Oh, it's because the Pepsi. He wasn't oh, the Pepsi. Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going for. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but Coca-Cola too. But, <laughs> but, but, but for sure Wrangler or something like that. Yeah. Uh, this, you know, you, you bring up a really good point, though. When is the last quarterback that has this much on the line? Like, he's, uh, again, my view on Minshew is, you know, there is some belief. That if they don't play well, but he still looks pretty good and plays well, they still will go get Trevor Lawrence if they were the number one, or, or maybe they had a shot at a, a different quarterback, say the number four pick, if they don't yeah. win enough games. Like he has, a, it's double, right? He has to look good, he has to play good, but he also has to get him enough wins to get you away from those top echelon quarterbacks to make the Jags think about that or new regime potentially sure. think if you don't win enough games. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So there's a lot on the line in that respect, but there is a ton on the line for him. He has this opportunity that's unbelievable. And there's a chance you could say, I don't think you can guarantee it and say it, that this is his only chance. Like, there's no guarantee he'll get another chance. Um, and, and he could be a backup for a long time in the NFL, but that's different. I mean, it's totally different. Uh, we're talking about like a, a lottery ticket that he's got to, you know, it's like four numbers have been called and you're waiting to get that fifth one. Yeah. And he has that kind of lottery ticket here uh, to where he could send his career in 2020 and beyond when's the last guy that had this much riding you know every listen it's professional sports every every contract year is a big deal for for a quarterback uh you know i'm kind of thinking is it is it too easy to say even trubisky last year and he failed because yeah um you know but there, i mean there's still well they say it's a quarterback battle we'll, we'll see i mean one would think i think Foles yeah. is gonna be like but but doesn't it feel like he's already with, lost absolutely. he's not the future of their franchise but the thing with trubisky though is he had such a long release because he's a first round pick and after all they sacrificed to get him don't yeah, forget that they have another first round pick to get mitchell trubisky but but here's to the me, difference to me yeah. too is like trubisky doesn't even have the national appeal i think Mitchu playing at a high level has sure like there was no trubisky mania no, you're right. You know what I mean? Honestly, the only guy that I can think of, and if we're talking currently right now, that I can think of who may have just the same amount or even more pressure is Drew Locke. Because think about Drew Locke for a second. Drew Locke wasn't really slated to be the starter last year. He comes in and, and, and he performs well. 
And keep in mind who's running the show right now for the Denver Broncos. John Elway. Okay, John Elway, probably the greatest Denver quarterback of all time. Let's be honest. In terms of picking quarterbacks, hasn't done a great job. Brought Peyton Manning to the Denver Broncos, did good there, won a Super Bowl. But since then, it's been an absolute nightmare for the Denver Broncos in, in terms of quarterback play. They they absolutely go berserker mode with offense this year in the NFL draft and free agency. So the offense is going to be set especially at the wide receiver position. So I think Drew Locke, obviously, this is his make or break year as well to see, is he really the guy going forward or is John Elway going to pull the trigger next year on another first-round quarterback? I don't know if I agree with you in that sense, though, on Locke, because here's why. If Locke plays okay, like if Locke has a decent year, a pretty mm-hmm. good year, I think they might give him another to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing knocking on the door. If now, you could make the same case. If Denver wins two games, sure. well, then Locke might be in trouble. But this one, you know, like people are saying the Jags are going to pick Trevor Lawrence. Like they Locke's are going to get Trevor Lawrence. Nobody's saying that about Denver. And, to be and fair, Locke's only played four Denver's games. To have the, but they're probably going to have a better record than the Jaguars possibly next year, though. It, it, that's the, why the people aren't saying yeah. it. Yeah. So I, it just doesn't feel yeah. like, again, all players have a lot riding on it. Mm-hmm. But Minshew, he showed last year his national appeal. They're not asking Drew Locke probably to do the body issue. I mean, they might, sure. but they would ask Minshew to do the body sure. issue. They want, well, that's my thought. He has star potential outside the field, off mm-hmm. the field, and not just in Jacksonville. Outside of Jacksonville, he could become a national figure uh, easily with yeah. success. And so I just feel like there's so much riding on him. I'm sure there's there are a bunch of other guys. I mean, Tebow was like that. You no, know, I sure. mean, Tebow had a bunch riding on his success in the NFL. Now, he still had a ton of success. He, he's still mega successful in all different areas. Uh, but from an NFL standpoint, he had a bunch riding on, mm-hmm. you know, the, the years that he was playing, the games that he was playing. Like, it felt like it is like, man, if he turns, if he if he beats the doubters, if he does, and I'm not comparing Minshew's quarterback play to Tebow. I'm just saying the situations. <clears throat> Uh, I, I don't remember another one where there was like this national phenomenon kind of thing, this feel like this guy could be a star off the field, but he better get it done on the field like now. Yeah. I mean, listen, in terms of obviously job security and in terms of, you know, the future endorsements. Yeah, I agree with you. There's nobody right now like, like Gardner Minshew. Now, I say Drew Locke maybe on the field performance, but let's be honest. Drew Locke wrapped Jeezy one time on the sidelines and all his endorsements went out the window. You know, they're like, oh, that's cute. He's rapping, uh, put on the city for from Young Jeezy. That's cute, but I'm not going to give him the big money in terms of endorsements because it's kind of cheesy. So, like, he, no offense to Drew Locke, but you blew it, okay? That's it. One, You're one, done. one camera saw you rapping on the sidelines, <laughs> and that's all they had to see. Meanwhile, we had Gardner Minshew hanging out with Uncle Rico and all that stuff. He's doing fine. You know, the, the, the brand is still climbing. Drew Locke, eh, not so much. So, I do agree with you. I mean, it, it, listen. It's a huge year for Gardner Minshew. I think everybody realizes that. And we talk about the chip on the shoulder where he can prove the doubters wrong. That's all great, too. Um, I, I honestly, I can't think of, of a hype machine, I guess I would say, like Gardner Minshew right now uh, You know, in the previous NFL seasons. Because keep in mind, the hype comes from he's a six-round pick. Okay, it would be one thing if he was like the Mitch Trubisky where he's got this long leash. Gardner Minshew's probably one of the shortest leashes right now in the entire NFL. Now, the, the backup QB situation, nothing to shake. No, he's got a 16-game I mean, leash. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, you got Mike Glennon. Like, I'm not worried about Mike Glennon coming in. Now, if Cam Newton was here, then maybe, but he's not. So the leash is there for this year, but you're right. Next year, I mean, he, he's got to do well, not only on the field in performances, but he also needs a team to win him some ball games yeah, as well. I, I really think you could make the case, I and mean, there's probably some other athletes that are high-profile athletes that have gotten some really good attention. But again, you're watching how they play and perform and say, okay, this could be... 
big time, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, you, you know, it, it it's a little different, but just uh, indulge me here for a second, okay? I got you. Like, Linsanity was crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I would imagine once they got done with that part of it, kind of the Minshew mania part of it, if you will, if if Jeremy Lin had become something, and now he, I think he made a pretty good paycheck coming off that. I think oh, he's yeah, had a I pretty mean, good deal. Yeah, yeah. But then he was nothing, right? I mean, it was nothing. It just it died. It was 15 minutes of fame, essentially. If Fizzled he had out. become something, it would have been huge, mm-hmm. right? It felt like it could have been huge. Mm-hmm. It, that It's like that kind of stuff because the play will so much dig- – I'm not saying Gardner Minshew doesn't play great and he's a backup quarterback. He's not a su- successful person in life. I'm talking about like the star value hinges on 16 games here for Gardner Minshew. Really more than uh, any player I can remember lately. Again, the, Lin, the Jeremy Lin co- comparison is not really probably even a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what I'm kind of looking for. You're off the court, off the field, depends so much on you're on the field. And, and you've got this small window to do it. Let me ask you this. We're sitting here after the NFL season, okay? And we're saying that Gardner Minshew did enough to keep his starting spot, Okay. We're not talking about Trevor Lawrence in the draft. We're talking about maybe a, a defensive tackle. Whatever we're talking about, we're not talking about a quarterback, okay? He secured the job. In that moment, are we going to say, is Gardner Minshew the most popular Jacksonville Jaguar of all time, even more than Jalen Ramsey? Or are we going to say he still has a ways to go? Mm, really good point. Uh, I, I think uh, it will measure the success of the drama of of what he did the comeback okay. wins you know how much of a flip i mean did he make a pro bowl on top of it is he kind of that next thing people are talking about all i'm saying is he's giving the starter going forward that's, that's yeah, all i can give I, you i don't think so i don't think, I, so. I don't think yet I mean, again maurice jones was big star here obviously from the the, the, the brunels to sure. fred taylor's are well known um and ramsey i think had so much national conversation and appeal Ironically, at the same time, Minshew was having it in the first month of last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I tell you what, it won't take much. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ready to say that. Yeah. I'm just saying it won't well, take much. And, and to be fair, I mean, with, with the greats like you know Jimmy Smith and, and Maurice Jones Jordan and Mark Brunell, I mean, yeah, they're, they're great in their own right. Don't get me wrong. But let's be honest, like it's a different era now, right? It is. It's just the social media yeah. era. You they know, weren't doing the, the Uncle Rico stuff. They weren't doing that. They're stuff. not doing the body issue. Correct. Most likely. Correct. Now Mojo did later on, but yes. uh, so yeah, it's a good question, yeah. and I think it would be knocking on the door of that. It would not take much here in Jacksonville to, to do. Like I say, I always say. Uh, I think Jalen Ramsey in his short three years in Jacksonville was the most the, the player with the most national appeal maybe in, in franchise history. Mm-hmm. And I think Maurice Jones-Drew felt like that because of the fantasy stuff. But I think Ramsey on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis eclipsed mm-hmm. in his in his couple of years here. Um, and you could debate that, but I, I think uh, he certainly got a lot of national attention. By the way, McWhale says on the body issue, hundred thousand dollars in cash, and I'm in there like Prince Fielder. Hundred thousand? Hundred thousand? As he, he would pay them a hundred thousand, or they need to pay Do you think they get paid, or do they just I don't do think, it? I think they just do it just they for just a branding. It. Yeah, 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 probably do. Yeah. Uh, you can't even uh, you can't even put like a Nike swoosh anywhere. <laughs> No kidding. No, I can well, you could. Yeah, you can, you can make it happen someplace. I'm setting ESPN. I'll pay you guys money. L- let me do it. All right. One last thought I didn't get to on the Minshew front that we had. Are there too many coaches? Not just Minshew. I'm just saying, can you have too many uh, in terms of specific specialized coaches? Mm-hmm. Is that a, is that a potential problem for athletes? We get to that. And Major League Baseball counters the owner's proposal. What's it look like? Does it mean anything? Is something going to happen this week? Oh man, I feel like we need some baseball.
Uh, and I did not say that over the pandemic as much as I think right now we kind of do need sports uh, in the United States uh, because nothing brings people together uh, and, and shows equality, I think, than the sports world uh, right now. We'll talk about it next, ESPN 690. I, I understand that we are sitting here as three white guys yeah, yeah. talking about this, and I, I think the most important thing we can do is listen to what other people are saying and make sure that it's validated and make sure that we understand that we hear you and we know what you are saying and we are willing to stand with you and say, this is not acceptable anymore. And we have to be willing to stand with our friends and coworkers and people of color and understand we recognize you, we value you, we see you, and we understand why you feel the way you feel. That's Trey Wingo, Golik and Wingo, uh, this morning on ESPN 696 a.m. until 10 a.m. And uh, not to criticize what they say, I would just say, is that enough? You know, mm-hmm. uh, now it's like I feel like we've said those kind of things in the past. And, and I don't know what else there is to say in some levels. And I understand it, but you got to live it. You know, that's what I said earlier in the show. It's like everybody wants to be right. Just do right. I mean, forget about the, the talking about it so much. And you need that. You need communication. You need dialogue. You need discussions. Uh, you can't make assumptions. You know, we talk about it a lot, right, with with all just even, the, say, the football stuff, negotiations or, or hard feelings or it comes from lack of communication. Correct. So I'm not dismissing communication and dialogue. I think it's an important thing. But is there enough doing? You know, mm-hmm. I, I think at the end of the day, because I feel like I've heard these things. You know, I feel like and, prob- and and guilty to a degree, I guess I've probably said that's why I, I didn't want to come in here and say the same thing I've said about this like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but are we anyway? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, th- I think that's a fair question, though. You know, is this the time? Is this the time it changes? I asked that earlier in the show. And like, what does this look like two weeks from now, a month from now? And, and quite honestly, I, I don't know what that answer is. Like, what is it supposed to look like? You know, I, mm-hmm. in my life, it does look like that. Like in, in my world, it, it looks like it. Mm-hmm. Like I can't I don't have any instances um, of, of, you know, any relationship I have, black, white, minority, whatever. But I'm also admittedly living in a different world at times. I mean, I, I kind of feel like I can live in a bubble that other people aren't living in. So I, I can't appreciate that. Go, what people go through. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you correct all that. Like I've yeah. said it before. I mean, you feel. So no doubt racism exists still. I think it's a I honestly believe I, I, I think it's a parenting thing more than anything else. I, know, I think it's how that's passed. I think it's a passed down thing is my point. Um, is it always that? Eh, maybe not. But yeah. is it a learned thing? Eh, I don't think so. I think it's more of a, a passed down uh, type of trait if you had to identify it. And so that in that respect. That's up to a younger generation mm-hmm. to not buy into it and also not pass it down. And that could take a lot longer than anybody wants to admit. That doesn't mean you can't make it better right now, too. No, true. And, you know, to pass that down, those are tough conversations to have, Brent. You know, when, when, when values and, and beliefs have been instilled in you for generations, um, to change a status quo like that, that's not an easy thing to do. You know, that's one of the hardest things to do. And it's crazy, right? Because just the way our society is wired, man, it's all about convenience, right? Like we want answers like that, like a yeah, snap yeah. of a finger. We want something done in a snap of a finger, whether it's getting food, whatever, wherever it's involved, it's about convenience. And unfortunately with this, you know, we sit here on a Monday and we've watched what's transpired over the weekend 
And I don't have an answer. You know, I mean, I can try to inspire people and I can use my platform for good and I can say, you know, do your part. Everyone's going to do their part. But I don't have the direct answer. And guess what? I don't think anybody right now has a direct answer of, of how we can solve this. We can work towards solving it. But the problem is it's not a convenience thing. Okay, it's going to take time. It's going to take effort. And some people don't want to do that, you know, but I think if the majority of the people can do that, um, that'll at least make some progress. Yeah. And I, I think uh, what you gotta be careful when you say it, when you know it takes time is don't push it off. And exactly. take time. I think people have to take a sincere look in yep. the mirror at themselves, uh, in whatever families, friends, whatever it is. Uh, and I do think the dialogue is important, but. You know, I, I, I even say in that instance, and I don't know because I'm not there, uh, and there's a lot of talk about the other police officers in that instance, um, yeah. you know, with the what happened in Minnesota. And and I just wonder, I wonder, uh, what would you have done if you were near that at that moment? Hmm. You know, I mean, are you going to, like, push a police officer off? Are you going to almost attack the police officer? Because, you know, that's the right thing to do. Sure. I mean, you almost like... You almost kind of wish you would or, or mm-hmm. would have said in, in that instance, by the way, I'm mm-hmm. not taking in general, um, just to at least, uh, you know, give George Floyd the chance to breathe, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, but would you or, or why didn't anybody or what what was the scene? And, and, and yeah. until you're in that situation, I just don't know if you really know. That's exactly the. But that's what I'm talking about when doing, yeah. you know, if you look throughout history, sooner or later, you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not just talking and discussing, but you're doing you're taking action. And sometimes mm-hmm. action there's a big penalty with that comes with action. Yeah. Listen, I think that anybody would agree with me when I say that they're obviously out of all the cops in the world, there's some bad cops out there. Right. I mean, I talked about it during the break. Brent. I mean, when I was at those protests, man, I mean, the, the cops that I saw, I didn't see any threat. OK. And, and I'm sure it's like that all around the country. I would probably say, you know. Out of a group of 100 cops, maybe there's three or four guys that aren't good people. Just like out of a group of 100 protesters, maybe three or four or five of those protesters probably aren't good people. They're trying to cause problems. I think with any group, whether it's a black group, whether it's a white group, out of 100 people, a couple people aren't going to be good people. Okay, and and that's just that that's the way the world is. Yeah. I mean, let's let's take a good look at ourselves right now and agree that's the way the world is. Out of yeah. any group of people, no matter what their beliefs are, there's not going to be you know 100 percent everyone's on the same page. But with that being said, I just think to make the progress, the people that are supposed to monitor the other people that are supposed to, you know, uphold the law, they have to set the example, you know. And then when you set the example, that trickles down. Like, I understand that there should be a precedent of of how these riots are controlled and and what the proper ways to protest are. I get that. But who do we have for an example? Okay, because the people that are sworn to uphold those those protests, the people that are sworn to uphold, you know, justice. All those people are doing it the wrong way as well, you know. So I think as once it starts from the top and works its way down, then we'll get some progress. Yeah, and yeah. it's a beautiful part of this country. You get a, uh, a vote and a voice yes, uh, at, as well, and in that respect, in each of your own, uh, uh, all of our communities, mm-hmm. uh, in that sense. Hey, we talked a lot about this. Listen, it's a prevailing topic. Uh, I know not a lot of people are going to work necessarily. More people are coming back to work. It's June first, mm-hmm. so if there was conversation around the water cooler, it probably was about this and uh it's happening uh, in our home conversations about it it's happening in every home i'm sure it's happening in the sports world so it's a little bit different show today but the first 90 minutes or so uh how this did relate to the jaguars uh, how did it relate to sports how did it relate to sports figures and there is um 
a sense of that. And I'll say what I said to, to lead off the show. I never was a guy that said, we need sports in this pandemic. We need it. Yeah, sure, we missed it. Would have loved to have it. Yeah. Uh, I never anticipated not going without sports for two and a half months. But I didn't say we need it. Or maybe yeah. we need a break. You know, maybe maybe there's more to that than – but I wasn't that guy. I would say now coming off this weekend, I kind of feel like it would be very – a good thing to have and and uh, need might be strong, but it's getting closer and closer yeah. because I think the unity and community that that sports does bring um, all shapes and sizes, races, colors, all those things that sports provides on teams, mm-hmm. you know, uh, certainly exists in crowds, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in fan bases. Uh, sports has that unique element of that and, and can bond as well. So I would say we need it more now mm-hmm. than we did even during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, there is still a pandemic going on uh, on top of this. <laughs> uh, you might not know it after the last couple of days, but there still is that yeah. going on. And that uh, leads us into a couple quick topics to end the, end the show. Uh, let's Because it's an easier segue, let's go with this. Major League Baseball, the owners sent a proposal. Major League Baseball, the players have sent back a proposal uh, pushing for a 114-game season. You know, this part of the negotiation, again, I thought last week was a big week during this. It sounds like this week's an even bigger week because you got to get to spring training facility soon if we're going to see baseball in early July. I I, I got to believe something's going to get done. The more and more I think about it and talk about it, I think something's going to get done. But I also think we're going to we could see some players sit out. Depending yeah. on where it falls for the players. Uh, and the owners now are looking really, you know, at first I thought players are going to, perception wise, are going to really take a lot of heat, right? You're not playing. It's your fault. You won't play for 30, $6 million, even though you're supposed to be making 35 cares, $6 million. Sure. And we're in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I still think that does exist. But as you're seeing David Price pay for minor leaguers to play baseball, when his billionaire owner won't. As you're seeing the Washington Nationals coming off a, a World Series and his billionaire owner won't, but other players are trying to put a little GoFundMe, if you will, together mm-hmm. to do it. As you're seeing small market Kansas City pay for minor leaguers and their salaries, and I think the owners are looking worse and worse right now. This The, the pendulum is swinging a little bit more than I thought it would at the moment. So I, I think I even saw like uh, somebody did a poll, a very unofficial poll, but there were a lot of people with the players on this, uh, and and it surprised me. Let me ask you this, and we talk about the owners of Major League Baseball teams, like you said, they're all billionaires, man. They're they're, they're loaded. How much of the responsibility in saving minor league teams falls on the owners of those affiliates, right? Like let's let's be honest. I mean, we talk about Triple A clubs, Double A clubs. I mean. Those owners get those players. I mean, they, they come up in the system. You know, it, it should be a family. It should be a team. How much falls on the owners to take care of those farm systems that have given them so much talent? Yeah, I mean, I think there is. I mean, I love minor league baseball. Yeah. I, I think what's what's very hard for any of us is, is to comprehend, much like it's very hard to comprehend. You want to play baseball like for six million bucks? Mm. Like, what do you mean? It's hard to get there for mm-hmm. anybody, right? Uh, because we'd almost do anything for six million bucks, especially on the body issue. But uh, <laughs> even Brent, I like well, it. but I think it's really hard for from an ownership standpoint. Well, we got to we got to know these people love they might love baseball and they might love own, owning a baseball team, but they're businessmen, they're sure. billionaire, millionaire, whatever businessmen, and they made their living by 
making sure the books looked right, the business model looked right. And what is way off to them, and I'm not really defending them, I'm just saying this is reality, what's way off to them is the books don't look right right now. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to create money by ticket revenue and by concessions and by selling souvenirs and things like that. They're not getting it. And so they're based and, and the season didn't start. That's what makes baseball so unique in this, in, in my opinion. So, like, I get why it's different for them. I get why they need a different model. But it also doesn't make sense to me to, to have players with the ability yeah. to pay minor leaguers and a billionaire owner doesn't. You, again, it goes back to kind of what we're talking about. And this is a totally different instance. I get it. And very low on the totem pole and compared to what, this falls under do the right thing for owners in Major League Baseball. Pay the minor yeah. leaguers. Well, uh, but let me say this, too. In, in terms of minor league teams, let's be honest, I'm sure they're struggling right now, right? And you said it, and, and I agree with you in terms of the books, right? Like, there's a reason why they're millionaires and billionaires, because they know business inside and out, and good businesses making sure the books are up kept. I get that part of it. But should you be more concerned about what the landscape of baseball is going to look like in the next couple of years if you don't have minor league baseball anymore? Should, should you be concerned not so much about the books, but what your team's going to look like if your minor league affiliate is not around anymore? I'd be more concerned about that. Yeah, well, and are they looking down the road enough, right? Mm -hmm. And and by the way, in the middle of all this, Jeff Passan has a great article on ESPN.com today, okay? You should check it out because it really details. It's It's a lot of stuff. Uh, and we might go over the bullet points of it a little bit more this week, but it's a lot of stuff, and it really lays it out there. And what there are two things at hand here to going on outside of the immediate, and this is why they're not just thinking of the immediate. One, the CBA will run out the, with the players in Major League Baseball after 2021. Mm -hmm. So that is on the verge, something to think about for everybody. Also, the minor league system, which we talked about on the show, where they wanted to cancel, get rid of 42 teams and and restructure the whole thing and maybe not even have like make their dream uh, system or dream whatever uh, Major League Baseball is trying to go out on their own and do. That's been in negotiation. So there are two things going on here amidst the rest uh, that I think really confuse that kind of topic. And are they looking down the road enough for the good of baseball? I think the answer right now is probably no. But I think at the end of the day, we'll get that to be somewhat of a yes. I still believe they're going to play baseball. I was going to uh, ask they you got, that. Yeah, I do yeah. believe. I do believe they, they will do that. Uh, by the way, a couple body issue uh, questions <laughs> when I asked how much. Probably, <laughs> David says, probably like $50. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Med says, 25000 I'm all yours. Ain't showing anything important anyway. <laughs> all right. One last quick topic. Yeah. We talked about Gardner Minshew, strength conditioning coach, a speed coach. He's got Milo, obviously, got a QB coach, an offensive coordinator. He's got a QB coach up in Mississippi with, I think, QB country. Uh, he has a posture coach now. He's got a uh, physiology guy. Yep. Can you, And I'm not talking just specific Minshew. Can you have too many? Are there too many voices for some of these guys? Listen, I'm a fan of it. Under one circumstance, we talk about it all the time in a locker room. There has to be communication. If it's Milo's talking to the posture coach, the posture coach talking to the strength conditioning coach, if they're all on the same page and they're building this, you know, this million-dollar man, if you will, yeah. then I'm all for it. But if guys aren't on the same page, we saw us a little bit with Tom Brady and his guy in yes, the Patriots organization, the whole fault with that. As long as they're on the same page, I have no problem with it. Well, I would say this then simply to your answer. The more people you include on that page, the harder it is to get on the same page. Like True. always be on the same page Correct. and not have conflict in there. Mm -hmm. And I think the one way to solve all that is 
in Gardner's situation, he's got to be the man making all the decisions. And and that's it. And, uh, well, not that's it. I think that and the team stuff, obviously, uh, comes into play. Maybe it carries a little bit more weight uh, than everything else. But you bring up a great example with Brady and the Patriots. All right, that will do it uh, for a Monday edition of Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 6. That will do it again tomorrow, 3 o'clock. I'll see you on TV tonight, CBS 47 and Fox 30.